Yo, well, welcome back to the Hyden Ratner Level Up Leadership Podcast. This is episode 19. Let's go. Man, 19. Leveling up. I'm grateful to be on today because we have a pastor, a friend, a fellow hooper, a great <laughs> leader, a man of prayer is in the studio. Maybe I guess, I guess. We'll call it that. You would say the house, but yeah. You know. We'll call it that. It's my friend, Pastor Todd Connitz from New Beginnings Baptist Church. Um, New Beginnings has been a partner for us at Walk Church since we started our church. Um, church planting church really have been a blessing to us out of East Texas, Longview area. And Pastor Todd is in town speaking at a conference and showed up to jump on the podcast. Let's go. Man, excited about the opportunity and yeah. excited about catching up with you, man. Excited yeah. about what God is God's doing here. Thankful for your partnership in the gospel uh, over the past several years. You've made a difference. You've sent a a couple to Vegas to be a part of yeah. Emmons Church. Yeah, Miles our very first couple to ever send out was sent here Amazing. Uh, to be part of one of the churches y'all are planning out. So Amazing. We're fired up about the partnership. Yeah. Kingdom. Yes, sir. Well, one thing we always start out with on this podcast is just asking you, a leader, to speak on how you're leveling up in this season, right? As we're leveling up in our leadership, we got to be practicing what we preach, if you would. How yeah. are you leveling up in this season? Yeah, so the, the big season we're in right now is uh, church is kind of in a season of growth, and so mm. I'm having to reevaluate um, every season of growth. What I'm learning is I'm leading a church that I've never led before. Wow. And so for me right now, it's learning what my 90 is, and, and basically what that means is there's 10% of what we do as a pastor I can't give away. Um, I got to do it. But but being able to hone in on the 90% that I'm most gifted at, that I thrive in, that makes the organizational organization better, it allows me to then focus my energy on the things that make everyone better by using the gifts that God's given me wow. and maximizing those. So really learning to give away... Mm. What what I don't have to do in order to do the things that only I can do and the things that give life. So uh, that's a challenge, especially yeah. when you know you're right. kind of a doer by nature. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know learning who you are, learning what the organization needs, and then running in that lane uh, allows everyone uh, to be a success in the organization. Yeah. Why is it Why is it hard as leaders to give stuff away? This is a thought, you know? I don't know. I think for me, if I'm honest, it's a control thing. Yeah. I mean, I think sometimes... I feel that. Yeah. And and one of the things that... We, statement we made not too long ago is, is that we have got to be okay with um, something being done in a lesser way than what I would do it. And it doesn't mean it, it it's it's worse. It's just lesser, different than what I would do it. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, as, as I give things away that other people can do, it not only does it empower them, but it frees me up to doing the things that, yeah. and, and it's hard. So control is is a huge part of that um, for me that, man, I like to retain and learning how to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I feel that as well. Just wanting to get things right and do it at a high level. And sometimes I think, yeah, equipping, right? And giving yeah. people reps, giving people... Uh, the freedom to even fail. Um, we were reading this book as a staff um, by Craig Rochelle, Lead Like It Matters, and this whole chapter on failure and how that kind of yeah. helps you f fail forward, right? Yep. You get back up and you're a little bit better. And yeah, just learning that. Well, and creating a coaching environment to where, you know, every good coach, there's room for hustle mistakes. Ooh. And so being willing to tolerate 75% of excellence if there's 100% of hustle. Ooh. 
And I think that's where, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm learning is yeah. that being okay with 75% of excellence, if 100% of hustle there, right. then move into that coaching side where we go, okay, what did we learn from this? How do we do better? Yeah. And then empower to move forward. And uh, not only do I grow as a leader doing that, but the people that I'm leading grow yeah. as well. They grow, they get an opportunity to, to give it a go. They yeah. get some feedback in the game. Yeah, that's yeah. good. So you're saying, hey, there's 10% of what I'm doing that I'm going to do. I, I have yeah. to do. It's my call. It's my it's my gifts. It's my yeah. leadership. But you're saying this other 90%, you're trying to figure that out and how yeah. you can raise up others to lead in that space. So operating in my 90 is, you know, the 10% idea is, is that there are going to be things organizationally that I have to do. I don't like to do. They don't give life to me. But at the end of the day, I got to do them because yeah. it's part of the responsibility. Right. But then there's 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 uh, what I need to be giving is 90% of my time needs to be given toward the things that have the highest return. Mm. You know, for a long time in our church, because of the way that we've we've grown and you know, you're always when you go fast, you're always going to be understaffed, under resourced, right? Right. So you got to find how to do do more things with less, right? So for me, because I have a hard time giving stuff away and not acknowledging the 90. I become a bottleneck for the organization. Wow. And so being able to then give away and empower other people to do things. So me being able to go, okay, here's the things that give me life. Right. Here are the things that give me energy. Um, and this is what I do for the organization that's going to get the ball down the field. Um, and that, you know, that's what I'm focusing on right now because the more I walk in the things that hold the organization back. Not only is it slow us down, but there are other people that aren't growing as a leader that are good at that. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. And so so pulling them up as well as 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 giving things up is a, is a huge part of what we're doing. Yeah. And, and I'm not that good at it. So no, they I just know that it needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you're leveling up. That's right. Right. And I think that that's just a good thought for people to consider is that question. How am I leveling up as a leader in this season? Because I think we always should be identifying some areas to grow in. Yep. Some areas to say, you know what? I'm pretty solid here, but this in this season, I want to grow. Yep. I want to grow. And so for me, I, I, way I would clarify that is, is that I have a tendency, there was a season of life where I had to be at the, what I would call the 15,000 foot view. Okay. You know, the ground zero is where the ministry is happening. Most of our our job is, as maybe the lead pastors of, of the church isn't necessarily being in the weeds of the day-to-day stuff, but it's being at that 15,000 foot view. But then there becomes a level where you got to get to the 30,000 foot view. Right. Because I got to see the horizon. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm, if I'm doing in that middle level, what I should be empowering our other leaders to do, then I'm getting in their way and I'm not showing them the future that we're running after. Yeah. So that's what I'm learning right now is to get not just out of the weeds, but but above the 15,000-foot view where I can then lead right. into the future, not just into the now. Yeah, and and provide vision. That's right. You can see it. Yep. Man, that's so good. Yep. When you uh, – how long have you been at New Beginnings? Uh, almost 14 years. Almost 14. Did you guys plant the church? Mm-mm. Okay. So I'm the third pastor of the church. It's, it's We just celebrated our 40th birthday. Wow. Yep. How'd you get there? 2010, uh, I had I was at a church that I loved, but it was more of a kind of a county seat, traditional church, and God had put a vision in my heart of what church could be if we were missionally focused and, yeah. and thought outside the walls. And wow. I kind of knew in that season that I could stay at this church forever. They loved me well. It was a great church. We were growing, but I knew that 
for what God put in my heart, I wouldn't be able to do there. So I just wow. said, I mean, my wife and I just built a house. We were settled in, had had, had a, a brand new baby and one on the way. Wow. And No, two children and one on the way. And um, we just, I came home one night and I told my wife, I was like, I can't, I can't keep working like I do knowing that there's so much more to be done and, and not walking in the calling that God's given me. So we laid that on the table and said, God, just if you want to move us, we're, we're ready. Wow. And I'm talking like my phone started blowing up. Just and that prayer. Just that prayer. Wow. And um, of all the churches that that at the time started reaching out, New Beginnings was probably the smallest situation um, and needed the most work. Wow. And, of and course. That's how. That's always that, that's, how it goes, right? So I'll never forget my first interview. I, I came on the campus, and, and of course, they, I knew the great church, great reputation, and they had the heartbeat of what I felt like my call was, but I just saw the amount of work. I pulled up, and I looked at my wife, and I was like, let's have this interview. Let's get out of here. Wow. Let's move on. By the time that two hours was over, um, I got in the car, and I looked at her, and I said, baby, this is where we're going to This is where we're gonna plant roots. And this she said, he, the Lord told me the same thing. Wow. So, and that was uh, my... my Oldest daughter was starting kindergarten that that fall. Yeah, she is now a freshman in college. So wow. So life has a lot of life in that in that 13, 14 years. Right. Uh, but that's how we got there. How big was the church at that time? We were at the time the church was running about 400, 450. Got it. Um, it, it there was a day where it had around six hundred. Yeah. Um, the pastor before me suddenly died tragically, mm. um, eighteen months ahead of time. Wow. Um, and so uh, there was a lot of healing that took place in those 18 months. Yeah. Um, but when I got there, man, they were ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. And so, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better situation. The previous pastor had a heart to reach the city. Right. Was not tied to tradition or... Yeah. And, and so he just set the stage for the next guy to come in so well. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, four 450 people when we got there. Yeah. And now the church... These years later is in the 2000 range. Yeah. So this fall has been an unbelievable fall. We've been averaging just above 3000 uh, every Sunday. Hello. We level we now, up. We now have three campuses. We just launched uh, an Espanol campus. Wow. Nice. And man, they, they've been, this is a, such a cool thing. We've been praying for this for a couple of years, working yeah. toward it. And um, uh, we, we just hired a guy to come in. He was a, cha- a champion force uh, resident. Nice. And uh, they've been open for four weeks. He has had 13 salvations. And um, by the end of this month, they'll have like 10 baptisms. That's going to be nuts. Incredible. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So wow. they're, just, they're just rocking and it And that's in the Espanol campus? That's in the Espanol campus. Wow. We just brought on our first church planning resident. His name's Adrian, and he's going to be planning an Espanol church here in Vegas. So I'm going to have to send him up there to just learn from you guys Man, and what it, you're doing. Wow. Well, the, the you know, it, it's, a, it's a growing population in our community, and we've got right. a heartbeat. And um, couldn't it's just the Lord doing a work that we can't he's explain right now. That's amazing. Well, congrats on the season. And, you know, you shared last night in your session about some of the ingredients that have contributed to this growth and not just to the growth, but to to the power. You said this statement. I wrote it down here. You said, uh, I was operating out of gift for a season, not out of power. Hmm. And something changed recently where you said, you know, what? I don't want to just... Uh, let me give you one more quote that spoke to me. You said, um, if we're not careful, we can have hearts that are full. No, you said we can have heads that are full, but hearts that are vacant. Mm. And I was like, oh, man, yeah. come on. And just you started beginning to share about this journey that the Lord's been taking you on yeah. about spiritual uh, prayer, brokenness, repentance, yeah. uh, seeking his face, the Holy Spirit leadership. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So in a nutshell, the 
the journey we were on fast paced and you know how it is in church yeah, world you sure. can you can run and run and run and you're growing the organization you're you're trying to reach people and right. all the motives are great before too long you become a machine and and spiritually i began to think uh, spiritual second and organization first wow. and so i began to run on 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 spiritually um, you know i was on empty yeah. And you can only do that for so long. And so in 2020, right. when COVID hit and all the social unrest, the political stuff, I went through a season of brokenness and depression and and literally wanted to quit ministry. And, and through that season, what the Lord showed me was, was that I had been, something shifted um, in about 2016, 17 in my heart, yeah. where I began to operate more out of experience and gifting and ability rather than intimacy with Jesus. Come on. And so, man, leadership sometimes can be an art um, and you can learn how to do it. But as, as, as spiritual leaders, right. um, God's not called us to that. He's right. called us to lead well organizationally, but also do so as a shepherd. Yep. And so in 2016, this drift started, 2020, 2021, I was at rock bottom. Um, and then the Lord just gave me a spiritual breakthrough. And he said, you're going to, the problem is, is that you're, um, you're leading um, in your gifting and not not out of the power of the Holy Spirit. And what you need is return to me, intimacy. And so wow. that began a journey of a personal prayer, leading our congregation to pray. One of the things that happened that God broke me with is that um, I looked at the congregation that we had built. At this time, we're, we're 23, 2400. We yeah. came out of COVID strong. Budget was good. All of those things, everything wow. on the surface was great. But the spiritual power was gone. Holy Spirit wasn't attending church anymore. Wow. And um, when we recognized that, I was just like, what happened? And the Holy Spirit just said, he's like, y- your church is a reflection of you. Whoa. Um, the, the spiritual temperature of the congregation is going to reflect the spiritual temperature of the leader. Yeah, and you're saying, hey, my barometers on E. I'm empty. I'm on empty. The church is so empty. So I began to, to personally pray. I, I repented to the church, confessed that. Wow. And I just said, you know, you don't have to keep me as your pastor. You don't owe that to me. But if if you do, the, the, the resolve that I've been given by the Lord is that for the rest of my ministry, I will passionately pursue the presence of the Holy Spirit and I will lead our congregation to do the same. And that will we will become a church of prayer. And that was a season, January 13th, 2021, is when we had our first prayer gathering. And Amazing. Um, and since then, I am not the same pastor. I'm not the same leader. I'm not the same husband or father. And our church is not the same church. Wow. Um, we were a good church before that did a lot of good things. But now God is giving us a heart um, that can only be found in prayer. Right. A, a genuine genuineness in our pursuit for Christ. So anyway. I could talk more about that. Yeah. But man, th- this this has been a fun, fun journey, hard journey. Um, and, yeah. and I tell people the six months of darkness <clears throat> was the hardest season of life I've ever been in. Yeah. Um, to the point of which not even knowing if I wanted to live anymore. Wow. But now experiencing what I'm experiencing now personally in my family um, and in our church, I would go through every second of it again to get yeah. where we are today. Wow. What a story. I feel like it took a place, a posture of surrender you know, for you, where you just had to say, okay, I, th- this is his church. Yep. This is his call. It's his spirit, his power. And I have to get out of the way. That's right. Right. What does that mean? What does that phrase mean? Get out of the way. Well, I think first of all, remembering that, that Jesus loves his church more than I do mm. and that the Holy Spirit is a better pastor. He's a better leader. 
He knows wow. the, the needs of our, of our congregation. If you read the, the Churches of Revelation is a great example of this. Um, there's seven churches. They receive seven letters. Every, every letter is different. You know why? Right. Jesus knows exactly what every church needs. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically detailed. Details, knows everything about them. I, I know your condition, he says. So I think for me, wow. it was this, this realization of cool. um, if, if I really want to lead well, to get out of the way means that I give space for the spirit. So for instance, yeah. you know, Jim Simbola, I got a chance to meet him and, nice. and interact with him a little bit. He asked this question. He says, if Jesus was to take the stage at your church, what would he preach on? Mm. Big. If That's Jesus good. was to select the music, what songs would he want to sing? And his point is, is that the Holy Spirit knows the answers to that. Yeah. And so we have to get out of the way and create space for the Holy Spirit then to be the front runner. He has got to be the primary leader of the leader. Right. Um, and so for, for me, getting out of the way was is, is surrendering that. One of the things Robbie Gallaty has said uh, multiple times, I've been talked with him, he says, um, he says, you got to let your vision and your dreams fall to the ground and die. Hmm. And then whatever sprouts up is what God intends. Oh, man, good. And so I think that's part of his dying to self and then letting what, what Christ wants in his church yeah. be what is produced. Yeah, we got to get out of the way. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ. But Christ who lives in me. That's it. The life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith. Yep. Right? I think there's so much... <clears throat> So much of your describe what you're describing is faith. I mean, right. let's talk about faith-based leadership, yeah. right? Leveling up in your leadership without even knowing exactly how it's going to look, but taking a step of faith. I, I love how you said, you know, you even repented to your church and said, "Hey, I don't even know what you guys want to do from here." Yeah. But if you if you'll let me, I would love to lead out of the overflow of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a better pastor, better leader, that's better right. preacher, et cetera. Man, that's so good. That's convicting. Well, and, and I think that's the, what, what, one of the things that I was so convicted about is, is when you begin to live in the Spirit and let the Spirit lead the congregation, it comes with a, sen- a, a, a sense of expectation. Mm. Like now, like, like I expect God to move. Right. There, there's a faith that you get from that of, of being willing to say, okay, and we're praying for this. We've seen God work in prayer. We're going to continue to believe that He's going to do more. And and I'll just give an example of this. This yeah. this past Sunday, Let's the Lord. Um, so we have um, a basketball team come. Uh, nice. East Texas Baptist University men's basketball team came, and so I'm always excited to have you know yeah. guests there. And there's you know 25 basketball players all in the front row, and so it's a kind of an exciting day. Well, this is the third service. We just baptized eight people, and the testimonies were unbelievable. I'm talking about God healing people and through that, bring them to salvation, God reconciling marriages and one kid being discipled, another kid listening. He gives his life to Christ. I mean, just crazy gospel testimonies. Right. And so I'm standing on the stage about to go preach and I got these guests here. So I want things to go really well. You're mindful. And I hear these stories and I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, um, you don't need to preach, just call people to respond. And my third first thought was, God, what if nobody responds? Like yeah. I'm this whole service has been going so well, and I got all these guests here. I'm gonna look like a fool. And I'm walking, the baptisms are open, I'm walking, and I'm still having that that debate in my head. And and literally, I told one of my staff members this, I was like, I felt like the Holy Spirit said to me, So you're not willing to be made a fool of for me. Wow. Damn. And 
then it's just this this belief of okay god's wanting to do something here yeah. so literally you know said hey listen I, i'm not going to preach a sermon you just heard several testimonies and i just laid out this is something you need in your life you've never experienced jesus as your savior Want you to stand to your feet and people in the room stood up got saved and they're going to be baptized and but but it was that moment wow. of the holy spirit leading the moment yeah it was the third i haven't done that all morning long wow but that prompting but the the willingness to be obedient and that phrase that i felt in my heart you're not willing to be made a fool of for me yeah and um, that right there whoa that part. and and so and that's what life has been like in this journey um on this other side of just that's how he prompts and leads and, yeah and directs Maybe somebody's listening and they're like, I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Maybe they're a believer too, but this language, this idea seems kind of new or foreign. Um, how do you how do you discern his voice? How yeah. how can you say, hey, um, being led by the Holy Spirit for you looks like this? Yeah. Well, I think first of all, God speaks primarily through his word. Sure. The Holy Spirit yeah. primarily speaks through his word. And so if we're if we're spending time in the word daily, we're going to hear his voice more often. And he'll use that word through the day. And so primarily, I think, be in the word. I think number two is listening for the promptings. Listening for so, the promptings. So one of the things that I'm learning to do, I have this phrase that I use, pray before you pray. Mm. So uh, you pray before you pray, and then I tell our congregation, then you pray until you pray. And so, because a lot of times our prayers are more just our thoughts being lobbed up to God. Wow. But yeah. the, the Bible tells us that the Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Yeah. And so if that's the case, then if I pray before I pray, here's what that looks like. Holy Spirit, what are you doing in this moment? Right. What, what are, where are you at work? How, what do you want me to pray for? And, and what I've learned to do is when I'm genuinely asking that, when there are thoughts that come to my head that yep. don't contradict Scripture, I need to assume that's the Holy Spirit. Wow. Yeah. And join it because why wouldn't he, if I'm asking him, yeah. why wouldn't he... He, he speak. And so mm -hmm. it's getting into that place where you're listening and you're leaning in and those subtle promptings. And sometimes it's taking a step and you go, Man, maybe I missed it. I don't know. It didn't violate his word. It didn't. Yeah. You know, he'll never lead us in a way and contradict his word. Right. <clears throat> but he'll foundation. prompt us, you know, just like the thought for me this week when I was walking across the stage was just since the Holy Spirit said, people are ready to respond, give them an opportunity. And it was yeah. just that thought. Where yeah. did that come from? So good. So that that's for me. And so when I pray, before I pray, I assume that the thoughts that are coming in my head at that moment are the are the nudges in my heart is the, is the voice of the Holy Spirit. And and more times than not, when I'm asking him for that, it is him. Right. Yeah, you've been able to test that. And I, mean, I think that's first John 4 1, right? Test the spirits, not all are from yeah. God. And you're saying, hey, I've been able to test that when I when I'm still and I ask the Holy Spirit to speak. And I create space to really listen. He does. Yeah. He does. He gives you thoughts, ideas, promptings. Yeah. I love that word. Holy Spirit prompts. Yeah, he, he, he prompts. And I think there are times where we, when, when, you know, Paul says pray in the Spirit continually, right? Right. So I think that as we, especially for me, like at prayer meetings, the whole time in prayer meetings, I'm just asking, Holy Spirit, what are you working? You know, what are you doing right now? What, sure. what is this? And it's just kind of listening and leaning. And what I've learned is the more I'm obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the more clearly I can discern His voice. Right. And mm, that's um, good. And if you want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit more, that's good. walk in obedience to what He's clearly said to you. Yeah. That starts with the Word. Yeah. You know, um, so. Yeah. Yeah, I, one of the ways to level up in your leadership is just by being obedient. 
obedient to what the Holy Spirit prompts you to do. <clears throat> Man, not easy. Not easy. And I'll tell you, so one one illustration of this. Um, so I was preparing for Easter sermon. One of the things God's been doing in my heart the last two and a half years is we're working through baggage. You know, part of the burnout and, and that I went through was was undealt with bitterness, undealt with hurt, unforgiveness in my heart, people that I've hurt, people that have hurt me. And there'll be times where the Lord will just remind me of something from the past that I hadn't dealt with. Wow. So preparing for Easter sermon uh, this last year, I, pre I preached a text that was the most basic, simple gospel presentation. I mean, I should have been able to preach the sermon without the ser right, right. writing it, right? So I'm trying to write the sermon, can't get to it, can't can't seem to get what's in my head on paper. And I'm just, I don't know if you had that writer's block. Yeah, no doubt. So it's Friday. And just, my sermon's it's not frustrating done. when it's Easter weekend. Though. It is. Oh yeah, because <laughs> yep. I'm thinking, you know, this is Super Bowl Sunday for yeah, pastors, and come on. we have services starting on Saturday. Well, Friday, I still don't have a sermon. Mm -hmm. So I go to the office, and I'm literally, I'm sitting here like, Lord, what? Why have you given me not given me a word? Right. And a name popped in my head. It was a person who is on our staff that um, she left our staff, and I was very inconsiderate very unkind. It wasn't harsh or mean, just very inconsiderate right. of how she left the staff. And it was it was rude. It was wrong of me to do that. And that yeah. it was, and I feel like the Holy Spirit said, until you resolve that, I'm not giving you a message. Oh wow. So I I just prayed, confessed, Lord, I, I wrote a, a letter of forgiveness, put it in an envelope, and hide and I'm telling you, as soon as I set that so I'm, I'm, a mailing, I'm mailing this. I had that sermon written in an hour. Came right the floodgates opened up. And it's it's that that listening and leaning in and discerning in that moment. Rather than yeah. fighting and trying to press through, it's going, okay, right. Lord, what's happening? Why is there resistance? And then he speaks and you obey. And it's like he honors obedience. Yeah. Man, he honors obedience. Yeah. The Holy Spirit, he's so on time. He's so close. <clears throat> He's already there. He's already in tomorrow. Yeah. You know, he's he knows what we need. And um, and whenever he prompts, you know, we're in a series at our church right now um, using the word grow. Yeah. And what I keep encouraging our people with is if you grow, we'll grow. That's right. So taking the individual responsibility for your own growth and that this would be your best season of growth. And we're using the word as an acronym and the R stands for repentance, mm. grow in repentance. Um, and the thing that I've been just trying to encourage people in the idea of repentance is whatever the Holy Spirit caused you to repent of is, is so for your good. <laughs> you know, like yes. he's not gonna ask you to do something that's gonna harm you. No. He's always, it, it might harm your pride, yeah, which is a good thing too. But he, whatever he's going to ask you to do, it's for your good and for his glory. And so we can take him at his word. That's exactly right. We can right. trust the Holy Spirit. He's going to, He's. there's going to be a win on the other side of it. There is. And, and what, for me, that season of darkness that's led, we're in the middle of a spiritual movement at our church. And through that, I was, when I was in the bitterness stage of angry at kind of where I was and where the church was, you know, like, what is the problem? Yeah. And what I realized was I was the problem. Mm. It was, you know, I was the the roadblock between revival and my church. Wow. Because of undealt with sin, because of the lack of, of, of spiritual vitality in my own life. And it wasn't until God was able to deal with me in repentance. Right. That God was able to deal with our church. He so had to good. change me. 
um, as the pastor goes, so goes the church. Yeah. So that's what I would say to leaders is that, that, that if you want to lead well, lead from a posture of humility. And that first step of humility is not humbling yourself before men. It's humbling yourself before God. Right. And, 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 and repentance then in repentance at times, he will require you to humble yourself before men. And, and that for me is where that all of a sudden, like this tidal wave, because the Bible says we grieve the Holy spirit. Right. When we sin, when we sin against him and man, so good. Um, and one of the things that I, I preached this a couple of weeks ago, when, when Jesus calls the Holy spirit, our helper, th- th- that paraclete mm-hmm. is that one who's called alongside. He's a companion that walks with us. Right. The word can be translated comforter, which means the one who gives strength. It can be translated uh, advocate, means the one who intercedes. It can be translated counselors, one who guides. And so when I think about the Holy Spirit as a friend right, who is a person yeah. just like you, sure, who wants to bring those into my life, why would I not humble myself before him? Yeah. And and I think that's where that shift in, in my mind had to happen where I began to see the Holy Spirit not as this force out there. And the, theologically, I knew that. Right. But I didn't function like that practically. Didn't live like that. So anyway, that that's that's for me is where you can then you can trust a friend. Yeah, no doubt. Man, this has been a rich podcast. I feel like it's a level up season for everybody listening, everybody watching, including myself. And I got some really good notes here. And I'm grateful for your transparency, your authenticity. I think... That's some good ingredients of leadership is learning how to be transparent, authentic, even with things that are not as pretty, you know, yeah. in our lives. Um, well, as we get ready to close this podcast up, it's been so much good content already. And as we close up, we always just take a moment to just have our our friends share a word to somebody. Somebody's listening to this. Somebody's watching this, maybe on YouTube right now. Would you just speak to this camera and just speak to this person and tell them one area you think would help them level up in their leadership Absolutely. in this season. The, the one word that comes to my mind is authenticity. Um, leaders that are authentic um, will always have people willing to follow them. That's and I think sometimes the higher level of leadership we go, the more of a facade that we put on. Um, but self-awareness, being able to identify your weaknesses, your struggles, the areas that you're good, the areas that you're not good, having other leaders even that you lead, um, speaking into those things, that kind mm-hmm. of authenticity will give you relational currency um, that will allow the organization to thrive. And as they see you walk in authenticity, it creates a coachable environment where then you can maximize the influence that you have in others' life. I think sometimes what hinders us in our ability to raise up leaders is that we have not created enough relational capital um, through authenticity to be able to get them to the place of vulnerability because authenticity and vulnerability brings about a transparency that um, enables uh, people to have a have be in a growing environment. So as you model that as a leader, uh, you will have people you're leading that will begin to understand uh, that and follow that leadership. That's a good word right there. Here's some things I caught. Authentic, Holy Spirit-led leadership. You if I can it. do those two things, if I can be, if I can grow in my authenticity and grow my ability to hear from the Holy Spirit and then obey, follow the Holy Spirit. That's right. I'm gonna level up in my leadership. Yeah. And God's gonna get the glory. And that's good Man, stuff. This is gonna be, uh, this has been a great podcast, great session. Thanks for leading us, leaning in today. Yeah. Appreciate it. Amen. Hey, I just wanna say as we close, 
encourage you to subscribe. Uh, hit that button if you're on YouTube so you can get notified whenever we go live. And also if you're streaming this, wherever you stream, uh, consider leaving a review. Really drop a comment on how the Lord is using this to help you level up your leadership in this season. Thanks for joining us today. Peace.